Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Hey, 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 welcome to Arcade Attack, where for just a few brief weeks we're going to be louder, we're going to be angrier, <laughs> and yes, we apparently have access to a time machine because I'm back, baby. The King of Sting, the Counter Monte Fisto, the hardest working man in show business, the hostess with the mostest. It's me, it's me, it's R-O-B. <laughs> and surrounding me like so many times in the past, no, it's not the feds, it's Keith. Hello, good to see you, man. It's been a Dylan. long time. Yes, well, I press record this time. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> and Adrian. Oh, mate, it's like the good old days. Welcome back, dude. And I got just one question for you guys. Are you ready to make Arcade Attack great again? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, Elon Musk has, has reinstated Trump on Twitter. They did a poll yesterday. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. So. I love this, like, let's date the, the recording of this immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Straight yesterday. Straight in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm, some of the new listeners will be wondering... Who is this Rob? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure uh, listeners have been flocking to the actual podcast of last year since I left. Uh, basically, I was on most of them between about episode 10, I want to say. 10 or 15. Yeah, yeah 10 it was pretty 15, early. 15, yeah. Yeah. Till 200 and something. Yeah. 207. Oh, oh wow. Well, I think 206. I think mean, yeah. oh, well, know. Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> it's good, re- it's right. good research. Yeah, you checked. And um, yeah, today is going to be the first of a two-parter. We're going to be talking about Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, we're talking about the movie today, and we'll be talking about the game next week. Uh, wow, like um, yeah, covering a game and uh, source material. That's a really good idea. Who came <laughs> up with that one? <laughs> <laughs> Adrian's just grinning away. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, how many of you, I, like, I'm guessing we've all played the game Moonwalker. I know Dylan's seen Moonwalker because we watched it the other night. Uh, Keith? I have seen it twice in my lifetime. Once last night. Excellent. So I'm coming to it fresh. Adrian? Oh, I've seen it different parts throughout my life, actually. Um, as a kid. As a teenager, and quite recently, about a year ago, I watched it as well. Okay. Also, just James is in the room too. Yeah, so we haven't might... killed James off. He's, he's here. here. <laughs> he's in the room. Hello. <laughs> might hear another random voice now and then, and James is, might have f- tell a few stories as well. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Did, have either of you guys, Adrian and Keith, watched it with the family? Or yes. Was... Yeah, I watched it with my wife and son last night. I'm uh, really curious to see how the magic of MJ holds up in 2022 <laughs> okay. for the kids. Yeah, I showed it to my wife. She's never, never seen it before. And my youngest son, Tate, was watching as well. because so, For research purposes. But there you go. Great. Yeah. Well, Moonwalker. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Moonwalker is released internationally at the end of, 19, of 1988, right near the end of the promotion cycle for the album Bad. Uh, Wikipedia says October, but I think that was a very limited release. Uh, basically, it came out internationally late '88. It was released on video, not in the cinemas, in America early 1989. Um, IMDb says budget problems, which seems to be weird considering the size of Jacko's celebrity. But then I think, as we're going to kind of mention it later on, the second half of this is pretty expensive and big budget. Uh, anyway, before we actually get on to Moonwalker, let's talk a little bit about where Michael Jackson was at this point in his career. Wow. Uh, you know, this bad came, comes out autumn 1987, uh, five years, uh, pretty much five years after the release of Thriller, which mm. came out at the end of 1982. At that point, uh, Thriller had already become the biggest selling album of all time, had in fact done so in its first year of release. That's mad. That's it crazy. Was, yeah, I mean, Jacko wanted Bad to outsell Thriller. He actually wanted it to sell 100 million copies. And get, uh, the world's population at that point was about 5.1 billion. So that would mean one copy sold for every 51 people on Earth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a sign of uh, Michael, of like Michael Jackson's good judgment at this point. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, good reason. Anyway, um, I thought, like, before we get there, let's talk about Thriller. And in terms of worldwide sales, why was it such a phenomenon? Anyone want to venture uh, an why idea? Why was it such a phenomenon? I think a good album. Good, good tunes. <laughs> good tunes. Good tunes. 
I think it's cemented him as a solo artist properly. I know he had mm. one album before that. Is it Block? Off the Wall. Off the Wall, which is a good album. Great album. But this was almost him really announcing himself. High budget, catchy tunes, an amazing video for Thriller, mm. directed by John Landis, I believe. Quite a controversial video, quite a controversial director, but a really, really interesting video. And I think that propelled the whole album up a notch. And he basically became A-star material after that, I think. Mm. Well, I mean, like, I, if you'll indulge me for two or three minutes, I have an I- some ideas about why Filler became not just a big selling album, but an actual sales phenomenon. This was an absolute juggernaut. No one had seen mm. anything like this before, ever. I mean, like, Thriller, as you say, would always be a big-selling album. Off the Wall was a big-selling album. Like, uh, sold millions of copies. Mm. Such a great album, Wall to Wall. I'd say maybe the best all-round disco album, apart from maybe, I don't know, I Remember Yesterday by Donna Summer, which is awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, this, you, you know, you fast forward. Barry Gibbers entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Gibbers entered the chat. <laughs> you, but yeah, you fast forward to Thriller. Michael Jackson's in his mid-20s. Like, really good-looking, really charismatic, great dancer, yep. as you say, great tunes. Uh, you know, a couple of the guys from Toto uh, played the instruments on Thriller. Wow. So no, I did not know that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it was always going to be a big-selling album, but I think there are probably five factors that actually took it to the stratosphere. Uh, number one is actually pre-release. What was the biggest film of 1982? The biggest film ever. Don't say Rocky Three, Adrian. <laughs> It was Rocky Three, right? Biggest film ever <laughs> in 1982. Oh, he's testing us. Give us a clue. Phone home. Oh, E.T. Oh. Yeah, of course. We spawned the worst video game of all time. No, it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, E.T. was this gargantuan hit. Uh, film would stand as the highest grossing movie of all time for a decade afterwards until mm. Jurassic Park took it over. And uh, Michael Jackson actually sung Someone in the Dark, which uh, this kind of like almost a theme to E.T. It wasn't actually in the film, but it wasn't the audio book that was kind of turned out to be a big seller. So right away, uh, you have this kind of the point where the Peter Pan image of Michael Jackson, as opposed to a young urbane pop star, starts becoming a bit more prominent. So you have this whole new market of kids who are buying this stuff, as mm-hmm. well as just teens and adults. Mm-hmm. Number two, cro- uh, crossovers. What is the first uh, thr- blah. What is the first single off thriller? Oh, this is. It's not going to be one of the obvious ones, is it? it is it pretty- Billie Jean? It's not Billie Jean. It's uh, The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Ah. A terrible song, I think we can all agree. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? But together with uh, Say, 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 a few months later, you'll remember that one, right? Say, say, say. My affection. This sounds a bit like, you know, when um, was it Robbie Williams released his first album, it was, it was doing really badly. Then finally Angels came around. It sort of resurrected his career. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, like, uh, but together, say, 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 a few months later, it really plugs Jackson into the older generation who might not have otherwise paid attention. I see. Uh, yeah. You know, the whole Beatles generation. Yeah, yeah. And this kind of repeated a few months afterwards when Beat It is released with an Eddie Van Halen yes. guitar solo, enabling it to make actually make the modern rock chart in America, which is unheard of for, like, kind of an artist like Michael Jackson. Um, and, yeah, basically giving him the stamp of approval from a hard rock point of view. Yeah. Uh, fast forward a little it's bit. It's not very clever. Mm. I, well, I didn't even see, didn't even think this was a, a strategy. But yeah, and uh, also another factor which we'll get onto in a couple of minutes. But uh, number three, May nineteen eighty three, a TV special called Motown twenty five, Yesterday, Today, Forever, is aired on primetime TV, celebrating the anniversary of the Motown label where the Jackson Five had begun. And it features Lionel Richie, who's just about to hit his own huge commercial peak. Mm. Uh, Marvin Gaye just after sexual healing, put him back into the big time. Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, and as a finale, a reunion of the Jacksons, including Jermaine Jackson, who actually had been doing his own solo career and had come back. This big thing, like the crowd really, really into it. And uh, they kind of do a medley of their early hits before they leave the stage and Jackson kind of does a solo thing. He starts performing Billie Jean, which, you know, at that point already been a massive, massive hit. I think seven weeks at number one in America. And he's debuting the black hat, sequin jacket, and single glove combo. <laughs> and about halfway into the song, he does the moonwalk for the first time. Ooh. And just people lose on their minds. On television. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of hear... This clip is actually on YouTube. Moonwalker itself is on YouTube, if you know anyone wants to watch it. But this whole kind of sequence is on YouTube. And just the crowd is so into it. Mm. They're screaming for Billie Jean before he even starts actually <laughs> performing it. 
And uh, anyway, um, this is a huge thing. Like, this gets 34 million viewers. And this is really the point where Jackson is launched into proper superstardom. Like, he just feels like he is something above, mm. like, other kind of singers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, number four, the music videos. MTV had debuted in 1981, and shamefully, Billie Jean, which came out and started in 1983, uh, was apparently the first video by a black artist to be played on the channel. Whoa, Over whoa. a year later? Or it was what, uh, like two years two later. Two years. Wow. Uh, basically, MTV was wow. positioned as a quote-unquote rock station, which wow. basically meant uh, only artists of a certain, uh, I guess, pallor were allowed yeah. on there. Um, Another fact, who was the first artist to ever have their first song played on MTV? I know it. I know it. Yeah. You mean who who was responsible for the first song on MTV? Yeah. No, who played the first ever song? Well, who artists? played? The, the, yeah. Yeah, ask the question better, Adrian. Yeah. It's Dire Straits. Yeah, it's Money for Nothing. Money for Nothing. Huh? That was the first yeah. ever s- song shown on MTV. No, it wasn't. It came out like four years after MTV came out. Did it? First I ever song was Video Killed the Radio Star. Uh, That's what I was going to say, but I wasn't sure if I was walking good, into Mr. a Google. Oh, I missed the Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting confused. I thought, I, I, as soon as you said that, I thought it was the Dire Straits thing. I thought, I'm sure. Mind. But yeah, I think it is. is, is I mean, he does, <laughs> he's Rob shaking his I head mean at me. he does sing I Want My MTV in it. Maybe that's what's confused. <laughs> but that's because, ah, uh, yeah, because that was, MTV was already a thing. <laughs> Rob's right. Rob's, yeah. Rob's right. All right, I've been relegated. James is in. <laughs> I mean, Mike, Rob's right. Anyway. My, my, surprise. My surprise. excuse is that I'm hungover. <laughs> anyway, really iconic video. Um, it's directed by Steve Barron, who went on to direct Take On Me, yes. mm-hmm. and also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but True. yeah, like uh, basically, Epic had Epic Records had to threaten to pull every one of their artists from MTV in order to get them to play it. Uh, but wow. it was obviously massive. Um, released right at the start of 1983. Beatles <laughs> released at Easter, and it's kind of has its two gangs facing off through the method of dance concept. Uh, it was maybe even bigger. And by the time it comes to the premiere of Thriller at the end of 1983, anticipation was vast. I mean, I don't need to talk about the video of Thriller. Suffice to say, it was a 15-minute extravaganza mm-hmm. directed by John Landis, a bona fide A-lister at the time, and the most expensive video ever made at that point. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. also did um, not um, America Wealth in London. Yep. Uh, Blues Brothers, which is Blues why uh, the dance routine thriller is so close to the one uh, in the Blues Brothers. There's oh, like, is it? I'm yeah, the, I'll have to watch yeah. the Blues Brothers again. Now. I must watch it. Coming to America, he was involved with, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, he was very, very. You know, I don't want to go off a beaten track, but he was Z list for a, a while, wasn't he? Because he was accused of. Very malpractice, wasn't he, as a director? Well, at uh, the Twilight Zone movie, uh, yeah. some people died. It was uh, not yeah. the safest workspace. Uh, anyway, uh, number five, lastly, is TV advertising. There was no thrill at all, but uh, Jackson contributed to, the, contributed to the last proper Jackson's album, Victory. Uh, a, a turkey, by the way. It was <laughs> released in 1984, and he agreed to tour with them for it while performing solo songs for some of the set. Uh, by this point, corporate sponsorship and tours was a pretty big thing. Like uh, the Rolling Stones, the Who, both uh, had kind of these infamous, like huge kind of ad deals with, I think, beer companies. But obviously, Michael Jackson, never going to be sponsored by a beer company. Uh, tour sponsor was Pepsi. And Jackson and his brothers did a special version of Billie Jean with the words changed for a TV ad. It's the it's the whole new generation. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that TV ad was played on t- like on television for months, further solidifying him in the public consciousness. Uh, no other musician had really done anything like that kind of mainstream advertising at the time. Now we've kind of gone uh, across, we've kind of gone on a bit of a tangent for this, but there is a reason for that because you take all these factors into account: the child-friendly appeal, the rock element from Beat It the uh, amazing dance moves and the wow factor from the videos and essentially you get the ingredients for Moonwalker. Yeah. I do. Um, can I just say, I know that James did a lot of DJing back in the day with his his papa and I want to ask him actually, I'm sure, was, was Thriller the most popular Michael Jackson album that would be requested or played? And I'd be interested. <coughs> Spill the beans. You, you, let's be honest, it's, it, it was never far from people's kind of like you know, requests really to be thriller was always a good one, especially obviously, of course, around like Halloween and stuff like that. But a lot of the other songs and a lot of the other singles that were released from the album as well, always popular. And to be fair, they never, they never kind of stopped being popular up until, I mean, I stopped, I stopped DJing about 10, 10 years or so ago, 
but they were you know people still requesting that sort of stuff and and really thriller being as we're talking about it probably one of the one of the the the, the biggest albums to be requested from so uh yeah definitely i'd agree with all that the uh, right ingredients for the right cake so uh, moving on to Moonwalker itself, how does the film work for no one who's ever seen it? Basically, it's a compendium of short or shortish films. Uh, a lot of music videos from Bad. Uh, it doesn't really have a linear plot. Um, so I thought maybe we should go through it point by point. Good idea, because I've seen it twice and I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, how does yeah. the film start? It starts with a performance of Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Um, concert footage from the Bad tour, pretty much. Uh, Jacko is performing to stadiums of people. Girls are screaming, people are being carried off on stretches. And after a while, it segues to short footage of world leaders shaking hands and starving children and news events, like in the actual video. Um, do you remember any of the people who Michael Jackson compares himself to uh, subconsciously, the people who flash up in the video? I don't remember. Mother Teresa? Yeah, I was going to say, is one of them the Dalai Lama? I, th- I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got listed here John Lennon, JFK, yeah. Mother JFK, Teresa, yeah. all people with saintly personal lives. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not on a harbinger of anything that's going to happen. I wonder, I wonder what Jarvis Cocker thinks of all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, when we were watching this the other night, I was a bit distracted because I was finishing dinner at this point. Uh, so I was joking t- to Dylan, like, uh, has Jesus been on here yet? And apparently Jesus <laughs> is uh, in this sequence. God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a strange song to start off with. Like, mm. it feels like a very climactic thing. You wouldn't start a concert with a song like that, no. would you? What, Man in the Mirror? No. Yeah. I really like that song. Though. I think it's quite a powerful. It's a good song, but yeah. No, it wouldn't be the start. It'd be no. it'd almost maybe a good encore at the end or something near the end. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, there is going to be concert footage near the end. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What did you guys think of this beginning? Were you hyped up for the film? <sighs> it's no. I'm like, yeah, I like the song, but it is like, like you said, it's a strange way to, to kick off. Like, yeah. Hmm. All right. Is he just going to like show us some footage while I was trying to like. Say that he's the best guy in the world. Okay, I'm good with it. I'm I'm an MJ fan. I'm sat mm. in the cinema. I paid like however many bucks it is to watch it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, did, fine. Did you see it in the cinema? No, I didn't. I'm just putting myself in my okay. shoes. Because um, I saw it many moons later. Many kid. Um, <laughs> and he saw it in the nineties. So yeah, I was yeah. I, that, that kind of hype and everything. I think everyone in there would have been hyped anyway. Yeah. Anyway, at this point, there are disembodied voices of radio and TV reports stating. Various sensationalist news stories, um, you know, uh, Bones the Elephant Man, yeah, uh, yeah. Oxygen Chamber, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Liz. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, uh, basically the camera pans over to, to a dressing room table with a lot of uh, Michael Jackson memorabilia on. It felt bizarrely to me like a museum exhibit at this point. Mm. Yes. Uh, the song playing is is Music and Me from an early, like early Michael Jackson solo album when he was still in the Jackson 5. Okay. And uh, then kind of the camera zooms in on the TV showing silent clips from some of his biggest moments. And then when it zooms back out, the TV screen is turned into a spaceship <laughs> and it blasts out into space. Yes. <laughs> of course it does. But yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, the director on this was not an actual kind of proper film director. Um, obviously, a lot of kind of people mixed together. But um, we'll get on to actually who directed kind of the uh the main stuff later on but yeah it already feels really disembodied mm. did anyone notice on that table with all the like you said like a museum exhibit the weirdly scary looking mickey mouse no yeah what? there's like a mickey mouse um figurine that looks like, like that and it's got his gloves on i don't know if it's supposed to be like a thriller reference but he's got like a really scary kind of like zombie face i mean it's mm. a zombie mickey zombie mickey oh, <laughs> But it kind yeah, of stood okay. out amongst the MTV Awards and the Google's on me. I'll try and find a picture. Anyway, at this point, there's a montage of stylized uh, Jackson 5 bits, like some of them have claymation, like uh, the California Raisins ad. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. And there's one bit where there are lines going out the center of the screen and flashes, and it feels like the film's trying to hypnotize you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's a bit with the song Ben. Which is a song about a rat. But oh, see, now that made Shell cry. That made my wife cry. Because it's really sad. Yeah, it's about a blind rat. Oh. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Everyone, yeah. everyone loves rats. But the rat yeah. is a pet, right? Keith is not uh, yes. just a random yeah, 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 yeah. blind it, rat. It's not just a ra- random like plague rat. <laughs> but, uh, at this, <laughs> but at this point on screen uh, in the film, there are dozens of rats scurrying about and they're running out, out like they're running out of the center of this newspaper and the newspaper headline just says rats, rats, rats <laughs> with uh, exclamation marks. 
then it kind of flashes forward through the adult uh, greatest hits of his career, including Rio the World, which apparently Michael's taking sole credit for in this. <laughs> like, he did kind of co-write it with Lionel Richie, and he was quite prominent in the video. But uh, it's, it's like it's mine. <laughs> it's my song. It's all my song. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not a great song. It, PJ Rock fi- like famously said about it that it literally has neither rhyme nor reason. The harsh, which is true. It's not a good song. No. Anyway, uh, at this point, um, we're kind of going through the greatest hits. Finally, flowing into the intro for. Do you remember what the first bad song is on this? Isn't it bad? No. Is it? Dum 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 no, hang on. It's confusing now. It's the way you make me feel. Yes. Sorry. The only show of fraction in the video for this may be because uh, the video consists of Michael Jackson and a lot of other guys stalking a scared looking woman through a dark street. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's a, and like they're kind of th- like doing the crotch thrust and silhouette. It's uh, yes. Yeah. It is a really weird juxtaposition. Mm. Also, like a really weird kind of thing to watch right now. Post me too. Oh, God. It's very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was super weird, actually. But the important thing is it shows that Michael Jackson is definitely heterosexual <laughs> yes. and definitely likes adult women. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, because there's also the bit where he's being chased by the claymation paparazzi and there's the two, like... Um, You're getting ahead of what, yourself. Oh, yeah, we're getting ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting so excited <laughs> to talk about Moonwalker. I'll, I'll hold on to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, and that goes into uh, Diddy Diana, a song where Michael Jackson is being pursued by a sex-crazed woman. Flipped it. Yeah. See? Yeah. Flip the See? script. Flip the script. <laughs> like Hawk and Cobra Kai. <laughs> like Hawk and Cobra Kai. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird juxtaposition. Like, the villain of the, this, like, song is a woman who wants to have sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's Don't. the one. It's a tune, Such a good tune. Nice bit of rock guitar in this. And then we're onto the video for Bad. But it's not the video for Bad, no. is it? No, it's, it's something really st- blooming cringy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is. Worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone know who directed the original video for Bad? Me, me. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. I knew that because yeah. you talked wow. about it in the week. So. Yeah, kind of well, like on a, yeah, his kind of commercial upturn in the 80s. Mm. Um he made a lot of great films at the beginning of the 80s, Raging Bull, King of Comedy, but oh. no one really went to see them. Mm. And this is kind of in the aftermath of The Color of Money. Good film, by the way. Mm. Uh, which is kind of bringing him back to the commercial, uh, like, you know, the upper levels of Hollywood. But anyway, this, uh, for some reason, the cast are now all children. At first, I thought none of them could dance because they were dancing like the extras in, in Braveheart fight. Like, <laughs> pretty heartedly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think some of the kids actually have some moves. Unfortunately, some of them also have like fake facial hair and stuff. Oh, that was so funny because there's a little one of them looks like George Michael. <laughs> yeah. He's got like full like stubble yeah, painted yeah, yeah, on that and quaffered yeah. hair. It makes them look like drag kings, like really <laughs> small drag kings. Yeah, tiny drag kings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the weird thing also is that the kid playing Michael Jackson comes up to the other kid's chest, like the chest of the guy who in the video, the original video is Wesley Snipes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so why can't, like, the older kid, why, instead of dancing, why doesn't the older kid just push him over? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Because uh, he's bad. He's badder. Badder. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they go through the entire video with children dancing. Yeah. And God, yeah. Just, oh, I hate it. Yeah. It's so cringy. And I was a kid at the time watching this, and I hated it then, and I hate that. The problem is watching it with the kids. It reminded me of that South Park episode. You know, the one where you get served. Oh, you got yeah. served that one. <laughs> I love that episode. I saw that probably a month ago. It's oh, classic. So good. Uh, anyway, cut to uh, like they the filming of this video uh, basically stops, and the kids walk onto a studio, uh, like in the kind of the kids saying, "What do you want for lunch, Michael?" <laughs> and it's just really strange. Uh, but and there's like a load of uh, smoke. Some smoke, yeah. And then when they walk out the smoke into the actual film studio set. Uh, the lot, as I believe it's called, they're all the adult versions of themselves. Um, anyway, like, uh, they run into a bunch of, like, people on a studio tour. Uh, Keith, this is, uh, yeah, would you like to describe this, this scene? So, yes, it's one of those studio tours you sometimes see, and this kind of weird-looking, grotesque claymation, is it like a, uh, grandson and his nan? Yeah. It's like, Michael, yeah. Michael, and they start chasing after him, and then suddenly there's like a but whole they turn army. they monsters as well. Yeah, of like claymation, paparazzi, yeah. Yeah. 
the Noid from Domino's Pizza is also chasing him. So a nice little bit. Keith, of... you got? Do you remember? You watched it last night, did you? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what the kid says? I remember the line go on, so no, vividly because no, he goes, "It's ma 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 ma." But she goes, "Mantovani," <laughs> okay. and he goes, "No, it's Michael Jackson." <laughs> Mantovani, yeah, uh, yeah. Like they basically have these big claymation heads, mm-hmm. and um, but they're normal people. But they have these big claymation heads, and they basically turn into demons and chase Michael Jackson through the studio lot. That's it. The he two ha- on the motorbikes, right? The, the twins. Is that right? Yeah, they're yeah. like these really famous, uh, these kind of claymation versions of really famous, like. <laughs> Fat guy twins who rode on motorcycles. They were real people, by the oh, way. Okay. Um, yeah, this was the bit I was referring to where he made a point of, <coughs> of stopping on the Wild West set to um, to talk to the Wild West floozies, just to uh, emphasize again that Michael is definitely interested in women. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, he, no questions asked. No he also questions hides asked. in the alleyway, and this bit of stage set, like a Statue of Liberty, comes to life. <laughs> Literally the symbol of America. And says to him, what a bunch of freaks. Home of the weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think you'd say that. <laughs> I think it's really funny that essentially this is how Michael Jackson sees every all of his fans, or at least the mm-hmm. ones who aren't children, mm-hmm. as like these menacing demons chasing him mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. wanting photos. Actually, the whole scene is a bit like the uh, chasing in a hard day's night, but really kind of, I guess, on acid. And he finally escapes by... Does anyone remember how he escapes them? He gets a rabbit helmet, yeah. doesn't he? He finds the costume department. That's right, Puts yeah. on a rabbit costume. Which is pretty cool. Jumps on a bicycle that turns into a motorbike. Well, that's obvious, yeah. Obviously. I love the bit where, like, he walks... He basically... They've, they've like, trapped him in this room. And there's no one else in the room. And then someone walks out with the same clothes, just, like, with a, a kind of rabbit head on. They go, where is he? But why does he then... Get their attention and dance like Michael Jackson, so they know it's him. <laughs> he can't well, help himself. Him on he can't help himself. He's a talented rabbit guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, goes into the whole speed demon sequence where claymation Michael Jackson. Who this rabbit is actually named Spike. He has a name. Ah, yes. Is basically uh, riding along at a motorcycle through top speed through the city and being pursued by everyone else in a big truck. Is mm. that right? A big pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, truck. And uh, with the song Speed Demon playing in the background, uh, there are lots of shenanigans. He morphs into different celebrities for a few seconds. Including? Uh, I want to say uh, Sylvester Stallone. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yes. Rambo Gear, uh, mm-hmm. Tina Turner as well. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman, yeah. Apparently, um, if you kind of freeze frame, the Tina Turner is topless. What? <laughs> Just okay, to prove that women. <laughs> well, I, no, that, that would be his morphing into... Topless Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he eventually gets away from them, but now, yeah, it's basically like a wacky racist kind of chase. And I think one point the car's being driven by Jack Nicholson. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The eyebrows and the sunglasses. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely supposed to be him. And the rabbit is dressed like a traffic cop now and he's signaling for them to pull over. Mm. Yep. That's right. And then the other car crashes into a 50 foot high like traffic officer and he carts him off to jail. Yep. It is rare. At this point, I think, like everything from. Probably the when he kind of goes out of the actual bad video set. This to me, the rest of the film just plays exactly like a dream. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of non sequitur sequences that go into weird places. It is I think maybe more like a dream than any actual Hollywood film I can think of. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this bit as well. This is the bit that's because I saw it. I think once when I was a kid, probably when it first came out on video, and last night that was kind of the section that stuck with me because I couldn't remember a lot of it. I knew there was a lot of music videos, but I didn't remember much else. Um, and Joe Pesci and some kids, which we'll come on to. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the claymation bit, the ch- where he's dressed as the bunny and the bike chase, that's the bit that always kind of stuck in my memory. Yeah. And uh, what happens at the end of the bike chase? Well, I think keeps, it does turn into a spaceship, doesn't it? Oh, I'm talking rubbish. Oh, too soon, too soon. Oh, sorry. It's like a five-minute, he has a five-minute dance-off with oh, Spike, doesn't he? Yeah. That's what it feels like, anyway. Yeah, yeah now uh, Mike Jackson and Spike the rabbit are two different people mm. and they have a dance-off. Oh, no, maybe this is when he turns into Tina Turner and, he, like, he spins around a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, he like, he gets back. Basically, a, a traffic cop, put, like, comes up and oh. he, he wants to give Mike Jackson a ticket. <laughs> a ticket because there's a sign with, uh, the, like, his moonwalker logo and the forbidden yeah, no, not allowed, no moonwalking. Not, yeah, so he gives him a ticket. Yeah, and he's like, but 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 the rabbit and the rabbit's disappeared into the, <laughs> but the but rabbit. He's now part of the rock face, and then like the rock face winks, winks at him. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, this whole kind of sequence is directed by Will Vinton, the guy who created the California Raisins, and who also did the special ah. effects for Return to Oz. That would explain a lot of things. Mm. That's a terrifying film. Yeah, I've never seen, it, seen but it, I know of it. <gasps> just look it up. All right. I don't want to be just terrified. again, just like the is Spike in it. I don't think so. <laughs> it's a sequel to Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but there's some really disturbing looking characters in it. Oh. Is it a family or is it a horror? Yeah, no. it's like this just pumpkin heads. Oh, it's, yeah, but, look it up, it's scary. But this is the era of Labyrinth and yeah, Legend, like really dark weird adult, stuff like, like yeah. dark kind of fantasy stuff. Mm. Uh, anyway, like uh, next we come to like a proper music video, which is oh, I should know this. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. So good. Oh, this is so my favourite. It's my favourite. Yeah, yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. It's such a great video. It's, it's so such a great good. video. With the mouth opening shut and yeah. the, 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 and the doggoos and the doggoos. Do you know yes, who? It's dogs in suits. Oh, I love the doggoos in suits. Do any of you know you uh, know who directed this? Just say Steven Spielberg. No, oh. it was a guy who actually was quite big in music videos for probably about two or three years. A guy called Jim Blashfield. He also is perhaps most famous apart from this for doing a bunch of Sesame Street segments, including The Monster in the Mirror, which uh, had a lot of... talking to the monster <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> but uh, he also was one of the hottest music video directors on MTV for a while, like And She Was by Talking Heads, Boy in the Bubble by Paul Simon, and the one you guys may have seen, Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears. Sowing the Seeds of Love. But it's yeah, like karaoke. Today, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like kind of real like collage type stuff, mm. like adult collage kind of stuff going together. And uh, Michael Jackson's traveling in a funfair rocket through the sweet yeah. nightmare world full of tabloid headlines about mm-hmm. him and other creepy stuff. Um, highlights. Um, there is an actual shrine to Liz Taylor in this ride. Uh, yep. That's quite good. Um, the bit where Bubbles joins him at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, That's Bubbles, a highlight. Bubbles is chained up. In one part oh, of the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really sad. Uh, but also, a huge pair of fake teeth biting up and down. Yep. Um, yep. Where, like. The, as Dill said, the dogs in suits. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> dogs in suits, doggos in suits and ties. Yeah. Uh, they're great as well. So There's a bit where, where the rocket travels through an Elizabeth Taylor shrine. <laughs> and a really kind of creepy bit because the camera is facing the front of the rocket, which Mike, the fun fair rocket mm-hmm. thing Mike Jackson's in. And he's doing like these crotch thrusts in oh, the yeah. rocket. And I never it's, noticed that. There's only when you said it afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, it was a little bit, little bit sexual. Yeah, there's a bit of a uh, phallic imagery there, for sure. And uh, yeah, then the roller coaster is in a fairground, which is built on top of a massive sleeping Michael Jackson. Mm. And then even like the video, he awakes and gets up and the entire so fairground good. is destroyed. Like yeah. Gulliver's Travels, isn't it? A bit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite clever. That was my that was my most disappointing bit of it because it's clearly like balsa wood or something that he's smashing. Like, he's not the strongest man in the world. It was so good. I put okay, like let's. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, at this point we're just over a third of the way through the film, but it's time for the centerpiece. So good. I mean, the whole sequence is like okay. I'll give or take the bit with the kids and it's about half an hour of proper storytelling now, isn't it? Proper actual storytelling. Yes, real storytelling. The the film is about to start. We've had the intro. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much the main film. Uh, Essentially, uh, Michael Jackson comes out of his house and there are all these paramilitary people outside and they start shooting at him. Mm. But uh, why are they shooting at him? Well. Why are they shooting at him? Why are they shooting at him? Because he stumbled upon... What What was he... You've got to set well, the scene here, uh, Well, he was... Michael Jackson so Michael, was frolicking in a meadow. Michael and a dog. What was the dog called? Doggo. Dog, Michael and Doggo. It began with S, but I can't remember. It was Sneaker or something. Doggo? <laughs> Doggo! Anyway, Michael Jackson and his three, three children. His three children are frolicking... Literally frolicking in a meadow. Frolicking in a meadow. It may have actually been... At the grounds of Neverland, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Ooh, wow. And uh, yeah, the, uh, their dog runs away, and they they basically go into a secret restricted area, which is in the mountain or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they so the stupid dog. Are they playing football? Although Michael is running around with the ball in his with arms, doggo. he doesn't seem to understand how to play football no. or soccer. And um, the dog takes the ball, punches the ball, disappears oh. into the bushes along with two of the kids. And then Michael and the girl whose name is Katie. Yeah, I think so. Go looking for him. Mm. And it's quite scary. There's lots of cobwebs and mm. spiders. We've got the dog's name. Oh, go on. Dog is Skipper. Skipper. I told Dog you it was water. Skipper. Adrian, water, water. Come on, I told skip. you it was something like Sneaker. Come on, Skip. And they somehow <laughs> skip. stumble upon a secret hideout. 
with Joe Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, like... That they, was it. Like, I literally watched it this week, and my mind has just gone, what? No, can, my, I, can, I, can I say his name? Can I say Joe Pesci's character name without spoiling anything? Well, his character he name is Mr. Big. Because it's the most ironic name in the whole of cinema, Mr. Big, because Joe Pesci's the smallest person in the yeah. whole world. But he loves it, though. You can see he's getting off on the name, though, can't you? He loves it. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Big. yeah Did, basically, uh, Mr. Big, played by Joe Pesci, is... Uh, he has a master plan, which is to get every child in the world addicted to drugs. And uh, he basically, he has a secret hideout in the, on the edge of this meadow in which <laughs> Michael and the kids are playing. What a coincidence. That's such a coincidence that, that would happen. And he loves tarantulas. And a drink globe full of tarantulas. Just, all just over tarantulas him. for and what's days. The, what's the line he's screaming out? He goes... Frankie Ledeo, whatever it is. Yeah, basically, um, I want all the world. I want to get everything in the world addicted to drugs. I want them all to know my name. And basically, uh, Michael Jackson's real life manager is Frank DeLeo. Uh, yeah, I noticed that in the credits. He's one of the executive okay. producers. How would you describe his hairstyle? I describe his hairstyle. <laughs> as, he looks either like a crotchet, the musical note. Like basically, <laughs> yes. basically, like he has kind of this thick pigtail, which kind of goes up. So it looks like his hair is his hair is a hard on. That is a, <laughs> that is an excellent who's the, description. Who's the Teletubby with the the? Oh, which one has the straight up? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My Teletubby. Tinky Winky, wasn't it? Well. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Family podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like he does love spiders. The logo mm. of his organization is like a, a spider, spider mm. which makes it actually look a bit like the Spider Man yeah. logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyone know who played the kids? Mm-hmm. One of them was Sean Lennon. Yeah, one of them was Again, Sean Lennon. I didn't Lennon. notice until the credits, but he called him Sean as well, so he was named. Really? Yeah. Hmm? And he probably so didn't know young, him in real life. His youngest son was he? Uh, yeah, Julian yeah. is kind of the older one. Yeah, Sean yeah. Lennon is the younger one. Mm. They look both look like John Lennon and look nothing yeah. like each other. Which one oh, that's, is really angry at his dad? As in, completely had a massive fallout, didn't they? Oh, I think Julian, like Possibly. John, basically stopped really paying attention to him, and so he basically had this pop career where he like would do these bad <laughs> Beatles songs, pretty much. Uh, but you know, he mm. kind of got mid-level big. Uh, anyway, like, um, the kid, kind of flash forward back to the present day, and, um, you know, these paramilitary guys are firing mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. How cool were those guns they had? Oh, they were yes. cool. We did, like, the ammo countdown. It was like Aliens. Yeah, yes, they were cool. yeah, guns, yeah, yeah, in Aliens, except handheld. And mm. there's a bit where he's basically running through them, and there's a bit, he's running through the streets, and we were watching this. I was like, this is just like the bit in The Third Man, the Orson Welles film, where, uh, kind of, the, like, the main character's running through the streets of Vienna. And I looked it up, and it actually was based on that scene. Ah. Classic film. Wow. I really like that bit of the film, actually. I have to say, I think it's very well directed. It's dark and gloomy. I thought it really... It, I just wish they extended it a bit more, made it into a sort of deeper story. My humble opinion is Moonwalker should be just a Joe Pesci story fleshed out. Forget the music videos. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, do you know... Also, well, can I get on to that, I think? I uh, don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Was that I kind deep. of feel like the music's the best bit. The film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do you remember how uh, Michael Jackson gets away from these guys? <laughs> he <laughs> 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 a rock pop. No. No, no, no. 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 Shush. Shush. Sorry. Oh, Not yet. He, he see, turns into a what, really what? terrible-looking... Car. Super car. But how does he get the power to turn into a car? What does he see? A shooting star. A lucky star. <laughs> wow, I better not look at one because I do not want to turn into a bad car. Uh, that yeah. car looks bad. It's it looks like though. it's made out of like cardboard. Can you imagine? <laughs> what would you call it in Transformer World? Uh, that was, see, this is it. I, I, I kind of feel like when they said, man. Michael, let's make a film, he said, I want to be a Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good I impression. Like- that was a really I ugly, like Transformers I, 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 give it, I give it to Keith for that impression <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. yeah this film had a 22 million dollar budget and we were talking earlier about budgetary issues and why I think a lot of the film has to be music videos this is why yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not yeah, yeah. cheap to make at all that yeah. car was oh, okay, right. don't carry on anyway uh, like Katie gets kidnapped uh, mm. and Michael goes to rescue her she probably shouts his name about 30 times Michael. during this whole segment yeah Leon <laughs> <laughs> Do, it, do, it, do Michael help Go on, do it. Michael help <laughs> oh I love that uh, yeah like um, yeah uh, uh, basically like he gets when he gets cornered he turns into this big indestructible cyborg 
Yes, he and, does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so basically he goes to rescue them. They're in, like, a canyon or something. No, wait, that's... Wait, that's like, yeah, on. we've skipped yeah. the um, oh, wait, uh, smooth no, criminal bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This whole kind of bit goes into smooth criminal. Essentially, uh, Michael kind of has to meet the kids. Mm-hmm. He tells them, He tells the kids to meet to meet him at this place called Club 30s. Mm-hmm. Is it Club yeah. 30s or Club 30? Club 30s, yeah. 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 Club 30s, which, when they get there, it's completely deserted. In fact, the entire city is completely deserted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really see anyone living in this nope. supposedly crowded city. Uh, yeah, basically, um, they kind of go there, and the whole club is just, it's empty. It's deserted. Yeah, it's no like one's it's been, been there in ages. for years and years. It's covered in cobwebs. And, yeah. yeah. Well, it's and, not a bad place to meet if you know it's deserted, to be fair. Good plan so far. Yeah. It could be structurally unsafe. So uh, then they, they kind of see. You wouldn't send kids somewhere like that. I'm sorry. They kind of see Michael Jackson come in. When he opens the yeah. door, it turns more of ma- that smoke. Yeah, from before. More of the magic smoke, <laughs> yeah. and it basically turns into a fully fledged 1930s themed club. It's so cool. And uh, yeah, with like full of like gangsters and stuff, which is weird when you think about it because. Mm. If you had a, we're going to meet like a bunch of eight year olds, do you really want the club to be full of knife wielding gangsters? Not necessarily. Not really. <laughs> Not really. This is where Michael's plan sort of falls this down. This is funny, bit. right? Because my son knew this was going to be like the smooth criminal video. Oh, so cool. And I'm going, I'm going, look what he does, look what he does to start it. Look what he does. The feet bit. Flicks, the feet bit. No, no, no. When he flicks the coin. Oh, the coin. Boom, 30 feet across the room. Which we might into the talk about in the second podcast it. of it. Right, yeah, right into the jukebox. Yeah. And the so thing cool. is, you could probably try that. A hundred thousand times, and you'd probably be able to do that once or twice, but you'd never be able to get the actual jukebox playing a song automatically. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> you press the button. Um, the other thing is, like, the coin, oh sort of tangent here, coin sorts are usually vertical. You flip a coin that's on true. the horizontal. So, how has it gone like, woo? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're questioning the ability yeah, to do a coin logic. toss. Yes. Yeah, we're not questioning the ability of a human to turn into a racing car. No, that was very no. logical. Okay, I'm no. just, just, just checking, just checking <laughs> in. All. Well, you know, like, uh, the, the coin would be twirling in the air, so it could yeah, there's a actually hit there straight There is a chance. <laughs> Are there any physics teachers listening that might be able to Yes, please, please get in touch and let us know if that is physically possible. Anyway, Smooth Criminal, I think we all agree. Well, I would say top five music videos ever made. Yes. Oh, amazing. Amazing. The magnets. Talk about the magnets. Well, they, this is how they lean. Yeah. Is that how they lean? Uh, it's not magnets. Is I it, thought it was is it super- No, no, no. We thought it was magnets. We looked it up last night. Oh. So apparently there was like a, a V shape cut into the heels of their shoes and like nails in the floor. So they sort of hooked into the nails and then they could lean. Ah. Mm. Now we've ruined that for many people because they thought that that was actually... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Destroying people's dreams. Because yeah. it's interesting. You watch the original video and you see like kind of the whole troops line up like outside yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of the window. Yeah, yeah. And that obviously doesn't make sense unless you actually know the plot yeah, right. of the film. Mm. And uh, yeah, like... Wait, this, this film's got a plot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson's kind of hanging around. He's dancing around Club 30s. He shoots someone in, in the chest and presumably kills well, them. Well, this is the thing, that right? really shows me that when he picked the gun up. <laughs> yeah, no, because I've watched it a couple of yeah. times, right? And I don't ever remember that being a um, a gun. I just thought that was his like my my oh, magic, power. Oh, like in the game, which like, we'll talk about. Yeah, like poo, some like sprinkles. That. Like, but it's actually that picks up. It's quite yeah. violent, and he sends it through is, the wall. This is yeah. I thought you were <laughs> going to say it was a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just really violent. Yeah, and there's a, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of women sort of like you know there just to reiterate once again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He loves <laughs> Michael loves women. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. it's just a, one of the best things I've ever seen in my whole life. That whole bit, and even that kind of lull bit. And I was saying to Rob like the little lull bit. So obviously, like they do the first bit of criminal. And it's like oh, they're like oh, they're like doing this. <laughs> oh, I hate that bit. <laughs> It was so weird. Me and Dylan were both saying that we loved that bit, and like they start meowing, it was so weird. And the cat walks along the piano, and then like they just go, and And then like, and then like they go, they kind of chanting like, "Annie, are you okay?" And then like it just goes straight back in, and that bit is amazing. It went on too long. I was like, Michael, we need a couple more minutes here. The runtime is too short. Just turn off the lights. Oh my god! Then, I thought that bit. <laughs> and then we, I just make some sounds and go. Oh. 
And that's what they did. It, that it is was, the weirdest bit I didn't bit like that film. bit whatsoever. I loved it. I loved that it's, bit. It, it's yeah. not it's the weirdest bit of the film. The build, <laughs> no, the build which is up. saying something. The build-up to that second bit of some equipment on the way it finishes is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah it's it, magnificent. And then what's the face gets kidnapped. Yeah, Kate, uh, no. the yeah. blonde girl Katie gets like snatched up mm-hmm. and Mike has to go rescue her in uh, this kind of canyon bit. <laughs> no, it's like kind of an amphitheater. It's a natural yeah. amphitheater. yeah. And yeah, he turns into a robot at this point, I think, and yep. starts. Why not? Shoot. You know, just turn Mike into a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there oh. is another lucky star. Yeah. Oh. So he needs that oh. lucky star. Phew. Yeah. Uh, you know who directed uh, this whole like segment? A guy called Colin Chilvers. Not an actual film director. He was a special effects guy. He did uh, special effects for basic for a bunch of films, um, including the first three Supermans. Oh. Okay. And why is that relevant? Because what is the most ter- memorable and terrifying bit of Superman three? The is it is it the bit where the woman gets taken into the machine and gets all like roboted up? And yes, that one, gave me nightmares for yeah, years. Face. <laughs> yeah, one of the women face. gets sucked yep, yep. into uh, a big machine and the machine starts grafting metal bits and electronics God. and wires into uh. her. And then she's she, like stumbles out and she's like an evil cyborg yeah. with ah, laser okay. eyes. And basically, you can tell. Same guy directed that, directed this. Yeah, he loves Michael Jackson's robot stuff. Yeah, he loves Cyborg. In Superman 3, there's the baby, isn't there? I think. Is that right? It's been a while. And Superman 3 is also the one with Richard Pryor, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the one with evil Superman. But... Where he tries to crush him in a car crusher, isn't it? I don't know. But you know know John? I think so. Emma and John's John. Yeah. Baldur's Gate John. Don't tell me he was the baby. He was the baby in Superman 3. No, no, no. But I went to John Stagdo. Did anyone else go to John Stagdo? No. Uh, No. John was like... That guy, that guy was in Superman 3, part of the stag do. I was like, what are you on about? And one of his Viking friends was the baby. He was like, yeah, I was in Superman 3, I was the baby in Superman 3. What? <laughs> so I shared a beer with the baby from Superman 3. <laughs> That's amazing. What? True story. <laughs> amazing. What a claim to fame. <laughs> amazing. Uh, anyway, does anyone remember uh, like how Michael Jackson finally defeats Mr. Big? Turns into a spaceship. Yes, he turns into a spaceship and... Mr. Big has like. I love Rob says this straight face. Yeah, he turns into a spaceship. He turns into a spaceship and like Mr. Big has this massive like ray gun in the mountain and has a big seat. Do you know? Do you know what that design must have been taken from? Duck Dodgers in the the twenty fifth and a half century, whatever it's called, that classic Daffy Duck cartoon and Marvin the Martian and like they have those massive like reclining seated rocket guns. Oh god! Uh, But yeah, Pesci is one of those, and basically Michael Jackson spaceship shoots uh, that kind of thing. (laughs) Presumably kills him and all all the henchmen. Yeah. Did anyone notice as well? I forgot to mention before the size of the heels Joe Pesci was wearing. Oh yeah, (laughs) no. You notice it in the bit where they kind of corner him in the alley before he turns into the car. They're like that. These are like, they're not Cuban heels. They're like women's. He I'm, like, off- I'm sure my mum had boots like that in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> he borrowed them off Tom Cruise. Although, actually, no, no, no. Tom Cruise borrowed them off him for Top Gun. Sorry, chronological gotcha. order. <laughs> Whoa, don't be bad-mouthing Cruise. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Michael, like, uh, basically, Michael Jackson's spaceship flies back into space, presumably back to his home planet. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> like Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> yes. I have to go now. But Poochie, he died on the way to. But yeah, unlike Poochie. died on the way home to his home planet. Michael did not die because the kids are like, oh no, we'll never see him oh, again. They're, they're in they tears, look to see him five they? seconds later. Oh. He just walks out. He was like, oh, I better come back then. All right. Yeah. He's like, come with me. This this is such a weird bit in retrospect. It's like, come with me. He leads them like this kind of dark, dark, dark like room. It's like, I've got something to show you. Yeah, and he's like, I've got something to show you. Like, we're really scared. It's like, just come a bit further. Are there spiders in here? There's there's no spiders in here. And this is the really got me. I don't know if you remember this one. There's like, it's it's obviously the back of a a set, and there's like electrical cables everywhere expensive electrical equipment and there's like a plug and it's sparking and it looks like there's going to be like a massive fire or explosion and he goes it's just a plug it's just a plug, just a plug. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry it's just electricity it's just a plug see what happens yeah and uh, basically it looks like a deserted warehouse but it turns out it's just a Michael Jackson concert in a TV yeah. studio yeah. You, thank god it's just a concert Mike would be still shenanigans again and, oh. and yeah what does he finish with Come together. Yeah, uh, song written by Sean Lennon's dad. Yeah, it is a bit anticlimactic. It is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like. Who's Sean Lennon's dad? Yeah. Who's ever 
who is Sean Lennon to do? No, no, who's ever spoken about John Lennon like that? Oh, that's how we refer to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's the guy who did the album Holmes Dad. So, what happened to everyone after this film? We can answer like, what we thought of the film as a whole, but... Right. What, uh, let's take a look at what happened to the various well, cast members. Joe Pesci went to do Home Alone quite yeah. soon after. Well, he got uh, he was kind of his career had been in the doldrums. Yeah. He'd been in like Raging Bull a few years earlier. He's a great actor. Had, yeah, hadn't really been in anything much, but he got a supporting role in Lethal Weapon Two. Following mm-hmm. year after this, yeah. what are the two most famous lines in Lethal Weapon Two? Can't remember, uh, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Just been revolved. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give it the full one. <laughs> diplomatic immunity. I'll well, leave that to you as well. Resident South, South African. African. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And within two years, he'd co-starred in the biggest movie of the year, Home Alone, and won an Oscar for Goodfellas. Yes. Yeah, he, was with. Yeah. he was good in Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, That's why our listeners come for that. There you go. How's that play on work? <laughs> Uh, yeah, as for the kids, um, the one, three kids, one of them uh, was Brandon Quinton Adams, who also played young Michael Jackson in the Badder sequence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like there's a bit uh, when he's outside Club 30s doing the video and he's like, you're going, I, ch- I just like taught Michael everything you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only good thing he says in the whole movie. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, um, he went on to, to be in two Mighty Ducks films. See, and, I love that. I vaguely familiar, that yeah. kid. And uh, The Sandlot, which I don't think any of us have seen because we're no. British, but it's like a baseball film with oh, kids okay. in. I think it's nope. also been in the odd episode of Boy Meets World, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Sister Sister, and probably oh, every okay. other kind of show no in that era, which, yeah. really sucks yeah. in retros- yeah, which yeah. really suck in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. uh, Katie was played by uh, Kelly Parker, who went into dancing, and is currently a TV producer for shows like Clash of the Cover Bands and Dancing With Myself. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah, these are American kind of like networks. Successful. They're basically talent shows. Yeah. Dance and talent shows. makes a lot of money now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, Sean Lennon, still the son of John Lennon, Yoko Ono. <laughs> uh, still the son of John Lennon. <laughs> he remains roughly as charismatic as he was in the film. You barely notice he's, <laughs> he's like a third kid. Uh, he had an intimate music career in which he was signed to the Beastie Boys record label, what? Grand Royal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't really uh, sell any copies, but. Mm. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson himself, as we said earlier, wanted bad to sell 100 million copies. Did not sell 100 million copies. Uh-huh. How much did it sell? It topped out around 25 million, which still I mean, damn brilliant. It was just amazing. Yeah, I think just over half of Thriller, which is you know you think was a little bit disappointing, but yeah. it was the second biggest album ever. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. by the end of the mm-hmm. 80s. So it did quite well. <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's quite, it's all right. Not bad. Yeah, as far as I think um, Michael Jackson's image, I don't. I think part of the reason why Bad didn't sell as much as Thriller was because it was just felt too much like a kiddie thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Someone like his contemporaries, like I guess George Michael is a good example. He also had a bit of a cartoonish side to him, but it was still a sophisticated kind of like adult. Mm kind of feel you could believe George Michael was kind of cool and Michael Jackson at this point had been cool five years earlier he was not cool anymore mm. hanging around with like small children and turning into <laughs> yeah. spaceships it's like Poochie isn't it in a nutshell <laughs> he is Poochie yeah, yeah. Poochie so, was cool and then he wasn't cool yeah so what did everyone think of this film as a whole do you know what <laughs> I, I've got different views because as a kid I, I, I was I loved Michael Jackson and the first album I ever bought was Dangerous, actually. I remember buying it in, in Woolworths in Selston. There you go. Yep, I did. Um, and I was a big Michael Jackson fan. I'd often dance to Michael Jackson when I went on holiday uh, to those kind of like, you know, Haven holidays and whatnot. Loved him. And Moonwalker was like, oh, this is great. I love it. And I, I'd never actually owned Moonwalker. Uh, but but Teresa, m- my mum's best friend, she makes an appearance in my mum's book, remember? Teresa. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. But... <laughs> she she had a uh, Teresa got a son called Steve Stephen who was a little bit younger than me and he he, he loved he had a Transformers uh, wallpaper by the way oh, do you nice. know what I'm talking about I, I think so yeah yeah it's, it's all the Transformers you know so he's a bit younger than me cool guy. Keith would have Transformers wallpaper <laughs> now, now he it. It. <laughs> and he had a, I, it's cool cool wallpaper all the Autobots and whatnot and nice it was pretty cool we used to play lots of he had Amiga as well lots of video games but he had Moonwalker on, on video wow so I used to go around there quite often oh well every four or five months we'd pop over there and I was like can I watch Moonwalker <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those films I'd put on I'd watch for ten minutes and then go up to play a video game 
and then maybe, maybe I'll just watch it the next time I went over there. So I could watch it in small segments. So it's perfect for my visits hmm. to, to see Steve and Teresa and Bob. Bob was the husband. Thank so, you for including the entire family <laughs> in the story. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Bob. Don't forget Bob. Bob, yeah, Bob's all right. Um, so I used to go there and sort of watch it in parts. So for hmm. me, it was the perfect movie to watch in small installments. And now? I watched it about a year ago with the family, and Becca couldn't believe what was going on. <laughs> How is this a film? What is this? <laughs> Tate was bored, I have to say, and that's a bit disappointing. He was like, ugh. Yeah. He was like, what is this? Like, the, the, look, the next bit. I was like, I had to, to almost try and beat yeah, up to yeah, him. Yeah. How old is Tate now? He's 11. So he probably watched it when he was 10. Um, I just let him have the switch. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I used to love Moonwalker as a kid. And I was like, oh, it's not quite as good as I, as I remember. <laughs> Well, the, the last half an hour with Joe Pesci, I thought was quite interesting. I can't think of anything that would be less inviting to a child than saying, I used to like this when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. What did you think, Dil? Because oh, I recorded it off the telly in the 90s. And when we were watching it the other day, I was like, I do not remember these bits at all. Because Clever Dill only like watched the smooth criminal bit back in the day. So you can see like... Fast you know, you forward, rewind. Yeah, you can see all the yep. fuzz on the, on the video like as soon as that bit's about to start. Especially like, fuzzy during the grunting noises. Rewind, stop, rewind. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just love that bit so much. And it's like, it's, some bits are really good, obviously, the uh, Leave Me Alone bit. And mm. um, even like, down a bit and a lot of the songs and stuff are really watchable and just a lot of it is just really weird and as long as you can kind of like blank out during those bits it's a good movie Keith so yeah so I watched it with my wife and son last night my wife is a massive Michael Jackson fan I am really of his 80s stuff I don't really know anyone who isn't um, and again like the, the talk about the appeal of his music my son really loves his music so when I told him about it and so we've got to watch it because we've got to do research for the podcast. It's very important business. So he's like, okay, we'll watch it. He didn't really enjoy the intro. Again, I think the song choice is a strange yeah. one. And he said, he said, oh, is it just, is it just this for right. the film? I was like, no, 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 no. It gets more interesting. I mean, he did just find it bizarre, a lot of it. But he sat there and watched it all. Obviously, the special effects and stuff have dated quite a lot. But I think he could see what I got out of it when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I still quite, I've, I'm, I'm a sucker for like that kind of old animation, like the claymation stuff. Like it. It's I love a time that. capsule, isn't yeah. it? Like, that's what I quite like about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd yeah. never say it was a bad movie. Well, um, or an average, or a badder movie. A badder movie. <laughs> I'd say it's, I'd say it's, it's creeping into good in my head. Like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Like 6.57 out of 10. I don't know. But like, I, so I love that whole speed demon section. I think that's mm. great. Um, yeah, the Leave Me Alone video. There's enough good bits, See, right? I, I, There's enough, there's good, enough bits? good bits. And I'm kind of opposite <laughs> to Aid. Like, if it was just a com- uh, like a whole a compilation of music videos, um, I would be ha- been happy with that, really. The, start, the whole story bit, although I like the robot and the spaceship, mm. that whole story bit doesn't really add much. Does anyone know which music video from Bad is not in Moonwalker? Hmm. Was there a video for Another Part of Me? There was that was a live version, so we're not really counting oh, okay. that. Oh, okay, okay. Librarian girl. Oh yeah, um, the video for which is absolutely amazing. Oh, it's okay. like uh, they have all these celebrities there. There must be yes. about forty celebrities in the room, and they were going. Michael Jackson invited me to be in his video, and they were going like, "Who's directing this?" Yeah, <laughs> and then Gutenberg's in it. Yeah, and Cole Webbers. Yeah, it's like a cursed video because almost everyone who was in the video. Had their career just disintegrate at the end of the eighties? <laughs> I think Travolta, Steve Gutenberg. Tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Travolta and Steven Spielberg, possibly the only two that actually made it out, and Travolta only because of Pulp Fiction, really. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have people like Steve Gutenberg. You have like eighties fashion models and like it's a bizarre video. Members. It's not even really a music video, is it? It's not much singing. It's just like Dan Aykroyd's in it as well. We like Dan Aykroyd. We do. But his career again. Yeah, to, to, shoe- yeah. to shoehorn that in Moonwalker would have been a stretch, I think. Mm. Carl Weathers was in the video, wasn't he? Not imagine that. Yeah, he was in the video. Yeah. Uh, his career was okay afterwards. Ooh, yeah, he was in Happy Not Gilmore. in the 90s. I he mean, what, yeah, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Well, that saved his career. The Mandalorian, yes. just saying. <laughs> Look, I know he was hot coming off Action Jackson, but... <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, uh, Librarian Girl, not in the film. I always think of it as Librarian Girl. Yeah. So I used to date a librarian. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, James, what did you think of it? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit different because I always saw the whole thing as two separate films. Yeah, I, I I always I will always see it as two separate films because when I I watched it on when it first came out on VHS and we rented it I think a bunch of times enough to like probably buy it which is a bit stupid, but um, I always remember kind of seeing a distinct line down the middle, and I and I'd either watch it for the the opening like music montage mm. or I'd watch the story. I'd very rarely watch the whole thing start to finish, which is like a bit weird, but you know, that's just how I saw it. That's yeah. I kind of saw it as two separate films, but I remember at the time I was like scrambling to try and work out all of the kind of visuals, like even in the montage, like the music montage, like trying to work out, you know, the, the evil Mickey mouse and the shrine, mm, yeah, and yeah. The, all of the, all of the different, I, I, like my, my young brain just couldn't figure it all out. So I kind of just was like, I'm just going to enjoy the music. Because I, I have always been, and I will mm. always be a massive Michael Jackson fan, um, and the the music montage for me is just such a great because there was there was nothing he hadn't done anything like that before, mm. um, and it was just a, a really nice kind of like selection of music, but with some videos mm. and imagery and stuff like that. So I kind of took it with a pinch of salt when I was younger. You know, watching it again now, the whole thing is completely mental. It is utterly, <laughs> utterly like what on earth were they smoking? in that room when they sat down and decided. But, you know, it's one of those things, you're not going to forget it, are you? It was, was, was moulded, pardon the pun, by the people that they got on board, obviously, with claymation stuff. Yeah, mm. but I mean, you, you, it's one of those things you're never going to forget. You know, it doesn't just fade into obscurity. You know, mm. we're talking about it now, and I'm sure people will be talking about it for a long time, mainly because of how crazy it is. Yeah. But it's mixed with all that great music. So it's... If it was just the music montage video thingy, we wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be as chatable about. It no, and it wouldn't have been a no, video precisely. game. It wouldn't have been a great video game. We'll talk it about that next like, week. It would have been like a mega CD FMV kind of video game. Yeah, it would have been one of them. Well, I mean, I think it's one of the most fascinating, I think, pieces of culture of that era. Hmm. Like, uh, look, it is obviously an ego-ridden mess with no connecting threads to it. And when you needed a strong director to pull everything yeah. together, and clearly there was no one on the project who could say no to Michael. It's like, you know, if you're if he's at that point maybe the most famous person on earth. I said so, that I actually said that to last night to to try and kind of place it for Nikki for my son to say yeah. at that point he was probably the most famous person in the world. Wasn't yeah, he? clearly if he's saying things like I want to turn into a spaceship, <laughs> and like oh I, I want this bit, uh, yeah. I, I, to be a, cl- a, a claymation video and, and it's just a plug it's just a plug but he was right about that it was just a plug it was just a plug <laughs> Rob <laughs> just, just, just quick one because you just reminded me there the, have you seen This Is It no which, which is the like the, the, the compilation videos of the stage show exactly the same with Kenny Ortega who's the musical director for that if you watch it he, he never says no he never he he he'll skirt around a subject and mm. say, "Oh, you know, can we just bring the volume down a little bit? Could we do this because Michael's not hearing properly?" And it's just like he he still had that power over mm. everybody. Yeah. Like, and Kenny Ortega's a big, big, big name in in like musical direction. He did High School Musical. Yeah, and and well, there you go. <laughs> but he, but literally, if you watch like the interactions. It, it's he just stops halfway through a performance and just goes, oh, I can't hear anything. And he just starts throwing his toys out the pram. And everyone's like, you know, like, oh my God, how do we deal with this sort of thing? Can I put the fire out? And it it, it must be the same, that, that, that thread kind of never changed. No one could say no to him. Do yeah, I think like, I was never really that big into Michael Jackson. My kind of first contemporary thing was dangerous and I just thought it was dumb. I thought like uh, heal the world was stupid and like yeah. it's for babies and uh, yeah so Too I cool for this man yeah I I kind of came I guess to the whole Michael Jackson thing a bit later and I didn't see Moonwalking until I was an adult and but I think it's the one thing I think that to me is the most fascinating thing about this is that he if he Michael Jackson did conceive I'm sure he conceived almost everything in this because he was a producer on the film as well it is so expertly tailored. To think what like a, an eight or ten year old boy would at that point would think was cool, mm. like spaceships and robots and like yeah people get shot, but it's kind of in a kids film so you can kind of see that, and uh, it's man it is so like the, the kind of claymation bit and it is so on the nose yeah. and it's just it's fascinating I think as that and just as it's, it's almost like kind of seeing into the inner workings like he mm. actually released an autobiography called moonwalker shortly before this it's a bit bland 
But, you know, this, you get the feeling is the real Michael Jackson, just the insanity yeah. and just well, everything people, being chucked at the wall. A lot of people reckon he just never grew up, right? So he's basically still an eight to ten year old boy in a body of an old man <coughs> who passed away. This is great. This to me, I think, is what kind of sums up Michael Jackson in my mind. There's this, uh, this YouTube video where there's all these like home uh, video footage. And he's like kind of doing water balloon fights with Macaulay Culkin, some other kids. He's like, I'm the best at water balloon fights. I'm, no one's ever beaten me. It's like, yeah, because you're playing with children. <laughs> yes, and you're a big lanky man. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important to remember, though, the, the fact that he was performing from sort of six-ish. And I think his, his, his dad, Joe, was, was just an absolute, like truck in the face because he was he just wouldn't let him it, that was going to be his life and that was the end of it yeah. so i don't i don't even think the guy had a childhood well and, and that's not to excuse anything because you know i know you could get it but the, you know I, I don't i think i think every waking moment was like right get on rehearse 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 mm. rehearse sing 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 and it's like when's their time to kind of like be a child sort of thing you know? yeah but you know what lots of people are child performers and I don't think you really see that parallel with them. Mm. Look, you know, we, you know, we obviously don't know what, you know, what, if we're going to get onto this, we don't know what did happen, although no, we know we it don't. probably did happen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it is what it is. I think like that, even divorcing Moonwalker from all of uh, that kind of stuff, I just think it's a fascinating mm. piece of work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it would have been at the time, I think even more so right now. It is a snapshot of that time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews, and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care, and we'll speak to you soon.